movies in 4K. Welcome to episode number 39. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. This is a bony bonus. (laughs) Yes. Been getting a lot of requests on that guest book. We are going to start pumping out the bonus episodes. Yes, we are. So it's an exciting time. People commenting. If you have your own request or suggestion, get to BillShetty.com and leave it on the guest book. But this one goes out to Jordan Ferraro from Canada. Yes, he made a request that I haven't or I hadn't seen in years. He actually made two requests. Yes. And Jordan, you're going to be happy to know we're covering them both. We're not going to spoil the one coming down the pike here soon. But what we're going to be covering on this bonus episode for all you out there is District 9. Jordan claims that this is a masterpiece in his mind. It's listed in three genres, action, sci-fi, and thriller. What do you think, Phantom? I think they're fine. I think IMDb nailed this one. I think that's exactly what this movie is. No doubt about it. All right, who directed this puppy? Neil Blumkamp. And stars? Charlotte Copley, David James, and Jason Cope ever see any of these people <laughs> not before this i the guy that charlotte copley i know i've seen him in something else after district nine but this was actually his uh, he wasn't even an actor yes so. i actually had to research this because i thought the lead guy was kind of terrible <laughs> i didn't uh, from the very beginning i thought he was very genuine it was so funny because i looked at some trivia after watch this we just seen this about 10 hours ago and i'm like this guy just wasn't good in this movie and it just so happens this is his first acting role so i'm like yeah it figures now phantom liked him whatever yeah and he ad-libbed a lot of lines actually okay what's that synopsis say on imdb violence ensues after an extraterrestrial race forced to live in slum-like conditions on earth finds a kindred spirit in a government agent exposed to their biotechnology Do you like that? I think it's kind of all over the place, actually. Yeah, I think that sounds better than this movie was. (laughs) I disagree. Okay. Do you want to elaborate some more? Well, it's not like these people or these beings find a kindred spirit. It's more like this guy is forced into this being's technology and he has to find a safe quote-unquote haven with them exactly yeah that synopsis is pretty bad like i said it sounds more interesting reading that all right this movie is done in a documentary news style footage for most of it in some parts yes 75 percent of it i wasn't happy with that 
Now, this was back in 2009, and the found footage genre really started to explode in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So I think that was an influence definitely in this movie. It starts, you're learning about this alien ship that lands, or doesn't land, it hovers over Johannesburg, South Africa, Mm -hmm. and... The military's doing everything to try to get into it. They finally do after a while. I think they did say like a year or something, but I'm not sure exactly. But they do get in it and find this alien species, hundreds, thousands of them in there, all emaciated and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they set up a base. They call it District 9 for these aliens to live which is right outside of johannesburg would you say right in that region yes around there somewhere now you're learning all this through news footage and documentary style people come on you see like shaky cam and news footage on local tv and stuff like this funnily enough it jumps ahead 20 years like that. After about 15 minutes of you learning this, they say, all right, they've lived in this city or this spot they set up for these creatures for 20 years. Yeah. It's run down. It reminds me of a broken down city, a slum, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to describe here. And... I know we're going to have some annotations to other things here, but I know the feel the movie was going for. How would you specifically describe how the aliens were treated, Phantom? They were treated like third, fourth, fifth class, not even citizens. Like, sadly, not unlike many human beings have been treated through history. That's what I thought you were going to say. Now, would you see any difference in this area than these homeless cities that, you know, or a certain part of a city, maybe three square miles, and it's all homeless and camped and stuff like that? Yeah, because this is not your normal encampment. Actually, this was real. It was a real place. And they were, there were many people that were living at that place at the time that that they made this movie and only the one shack was like the the main shack that they show was made for the movie all the others were part of the normal landscape and they hadn't been evacuated yet they were evacuated after they did the movie okay but you didn't answer my question did you find this area any different than you'd go down to compton in california what the slums look like yes it's different it's not your typical just homeless place it's it didn't have that vibe it was dirty there was trash all over the place living going through food going through containers going through junkyards i don't know i think this looked worse than things i've seen i mean 
maybe I could say it's kind of similar to favelas in Brazil, maybe something like that, but nothing here. Okay, well, I would presume that in this area, it's pretty vast and it's more like tree bound and locations like that. It's not like in a city, there's not buildings everywhere. True. So it's a vast landscape. Yes. And the aliens are living in squalor. We can say it. Yeah. And yes, they were forced into this because they have to maintain this certain area. They're called prawns, by the way. Yeah, that's what they call them. Right. Yeah. They look like buggy creatures in the face. They have their lungs exposed like in their abdomen. And they're tall and insecty like <laughs> yeah i would say in the middle between a prawn and a roach but big <laughs> yes they do talk in their own language yes and apparently some people have learned their language the main guy has definitely learned the language because he can talk to them uh-huh. and so can some of the other people but i don't think They even delved into if everybody could understand them. But that's neither here nor there. Now, while they were put there, of course, we don't know what creatures would do if they land on Earth and stuff like this. They're worried, the government agency. They set up this MNU, I think it's called, right? Yeah, multinational unit or something right like that. and that's where this one government agent comes from who's the star in this movie and you know they're in a bad area and they gotta eat cat food funnily enough they like <laughs> but they're all not good i would say it's they're oppressed yes but it's not like It's just so hard to describe, and I can't put my finger on what I want to say, Phantom. I'm going to assume you felt sorry for these creatures throughout the movie. I would say, well, yeah, because it's not like they wanted to be in that position. And um, I wouldn't say they were good or they were bad. I would say just like with any other people, of course, you cannot say on Earth because (laughs) they were alien, but... There are those who are good and there are those who are bad. Yes, because they go into that in this movie. They have rules and laws for these prawns. Mm -hmm. And some of them steal and hurt and maim. Yeah, I mean, you have to think like with any other group put into this position of oppression and and poverty and everything, there are those who are going to just go off the rails and do things that doesn't mean they are bad necessarily or good it's just they're trying to survive so i'm gonna pose a question to president phantom here oh my god president Well, because i know this movie's made to elicit oppression and encampment and stuff like what would you do with a race of aliens that are stuck on earth because apparently they do go into this something falls out of the ship and it's stuck there yeah so they've been here 20 years apparently they've had kids they never say exactly how many were on the ship we get one quick 
vision, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, after this 20 years, they say there's 1.8 million of them or something, which, okay, it's a big ship. <laughs> I get it. But unless they're procreating like mad. Yeah, and it had to be because actually later on in the movie, they say that there were more than 2 million. So they had to be reproducing necessarily. Okay, so back to the question, Phantom. Give me some idea what you would do with this race that's advanced, that has weapons they can only use. What would you do? I suppose... Let them roam the world, huh? No, it's not necessarily that, but like try to find out exactly what's what and what's going they on. They have been. There's a deep backstory here with the government and trying to figure out all about their technology and all that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I understand that it's a very hard thing to say, oh, I would do this or I would do that because... There's really no woods. Like, if you are put in that position, you have to make a decision, right? But the thing is that, again, all this movie is made to show situations that have actually happened. Of course, this is a very radical situation because you're talking about aliens that are potentially dangerous. Okay, so let's jump it's the not the same. story up a little more and then we'll do some analyzation. This one guy, the lead guy, his father-in-law is the head of the unit, and he puts him in charge to move them to another district, to relocate them, because all the people in Johannesburg want them out. Yes. There's, like, strippers places. Oh, and another key spot is Nigerians have come into this location, and they're cheating and abusing the prawns they're taking advantage they're making money off of them that's another key aspect of this because there is a lead guy there Mm -hmm. but anyway back to the lead he's put in charge to relocate this 200 odd million of them to another area because they want them out of there so we get footage of him going door to door almost And that's when you learn about the conversation and the laws and stuff like that. We don't have to go into more than that. But it comes a point where there's a turn in this movie when he finds this vial for a liquid and it actually bursts in his face. And I guess this could be kind of spoilery, but it's another key aspect of this movie. As he starts becoming human prawnish. (laughs) Yeah, he starts to turn into one of them. And they want him, of course, they want to do experiments and stuff. And there is another side angle I don't want to touch, Phantom, because there is doctors doing things in this movie. And it plays a key role. But he starts to turn and then he's on the loose. And that's where Phantom amended the synopsis and said it's about him finding a safe place to go because he's a wanted man. They want him dead or captured because he's the first mutant, if you want to call it. And they want to know how a lot of different factions do and stuff like that. And he finds solace with the guy he got the vial from. And they almost form a sort of pact. Yeah, it's some kind of 
win-win situation like one helps the other and the other helps the one but it's more like this people or this guy needs the 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 prawn's help because yeah but then the prawn they need this liquid because yeah i mean the the well there's the something star, going on with that uh-huh yeah the point is that they need that back yes and this father prawn has a son and he's in it the little dude <laughs> yeah which is really the only one they showed right in the movie the only toddler prawn yeah yeah surprisingly because you would think there'd be a lot of them running around yeah you think and also the government put out that he you know had sex with the prawns all over the news so everybody's after this guy not just police and military yeah they are local thugs i mean everybody knows this guy because his picture's all over the news yeah they they are making him uh an undesirable so he cannot find refuge with any human because they he will be turned over because he has been so evil you know the one other thing we can describe and then do general talk about this is the weapons that the aliens have they've been trying to figure out for decades they did come to realize that the only way these you know advanced weapons can work is if a prawn uses them it's some sort of dna or something like that and there is a scene in here when they captured the guy who starts growing the hand (laughs) that that yes now all this weaponry works in the hands of prawns and this is advanced abolishment tools and blow up tools lasers also, yeah, lasers stuff. electrical yeah. things really advanced weaponry that would demolish anything basically mm-hmm. so that's a key aspect all right the ending will just gloss over it i mean i think it was pretty obvious once you're a good hour into this movie where it's gonna go it it ended primarily what i thought Mm-hmm. it's kind of sad i think they try to elicit so much emotion in this but i was disconnected because of other things we're going to get into but what did you think of the ending i liked it i thought it was good did you feel all the emotion this movie tried to elicit not necessarily because yeah i mean the fact that this guy specifically let's put it this way i felt more emotion from the prawn than from him and i mean it is i think important that it was his very first acting job like he had never acted before and the way he was acting especially at the beginning of the movie like you didn't know what to feel from him because he was acting very friendly, but he was not doing friendly stuff. So it was kind of hard for me to really connect with him. It was actually goofy was, in the th- first 30 minutes. Yeah. He, like, he always had a smile on his face when he was talking about the prawns and reporting. When he gets recruited by his father-in-law to take over this mission, he's so like a weak guy and like a laughable jokey type person like nobody takes this guy serious yeah and i i did feel that he was trying to do his best i mean he was not one one of those government people who who you 
typically pictured as the evil people in this kind of situation, he was honestly trying to do what was best. But the problem was that he really couldn't see what was best because there were many things he didn't know. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of hard for me to really connect with him. Yes, and I think that's a big fault in this movie. Like, they needed a leading man in this to sell this situation because, like Phantom said, when it starts out, he's just a news reporter. He's documenting what's going on, and he smiles so much, and is, it's almost like a lackluster performance like he really don't care and he's just describing things then when he gets the head of this unit here that he's over all the military and stuff i mean he there nobody's taking this guy serious and he's going shack to shack and saying oh do you have weapons you gotta sign this contract we gotta evict you from here but i will say this the fact, actually, I, I read that he, the last name they gave him in the movie is a fairly common last name in South Africa. By using this guy, they, I think one thing that was effective was that you do get the, the idea that he is just some regular Joe that gets, I don't know, put into this position and he has no clue what to do. I mean, I he's agree, just your regular person agree, who is suddenly in a very really bad hurts. situation. I didn't buy that at all. But True. anyway, let's take five minutes and just talk about what you would like to discuss, Phantom, and we'll go back and forth. I'll start. The digital aliens, ugh, it didn't work to me. It looked good sometimes, but clearly you know me by now this is 39 episodes in when you're dealing with human interaction and then digital creatures if it doesn't feel to me like they're there i don't buy it and i get out of the film and that was so the case in this movie okay i disagree <laughs> i mean yes and many in many scenes it was fairly obvious that the creatures were CGI. But the thing is that this movie specifically, it's not about if it's CGI or not. See, I disagree because we are led to believe this alien race landed here and there's millions of them. It should have been people in suits. I don't care what the creatures look like. It should have been people in suits. It would have sold this scenario so much better because i found several flaws of the insertion of the digital creatures and then like legs overlapping stuff that could not happen so that's going a little to the post work editing and stuff like that too but when you have this digital creature it hurts because you got to believe they're interacting now there was some scenes where you did buy it they were done better specifically when they zoomed up on their face and there was nothing in the background. So you just seen them talk and it looked a little better. Yeah. But outside of that, I can't buy it when it looks fake. Yeah, and I will agree with that because they, you know, they could have always used CGI to enhance the practicals. But it would have been better to show people in suits just 
little enhanced. I mean, because they can do that, especially we're talking about 2009. It was not like it was yes. the 90s. I mean, you have a movie like Dog Soldiers. It's a horror movie where they were werewolves in suits <laughs> and you buy their wolves because they're real people in them. As long as it's enhanced, right? You know, the hair and how it moves digitally, it works. Okay. What else do you want to go with? with this movie described well it's just that this movie is about yes Humanity. i mean yeah yeah first and foremost yeah and how people especially the people in power they will do unthinkable things really and how the other people they really don't seem to mind because they are doing it to the other to the one that is different, to the one that you don't understand. In this case, of course, they went to the radical point of making them aliens and making them look disgusting to the regular person. But the point is that, I mean, this is actually based on something that did happen in South Africa in the 60s, I read something like that. It was a biracial camp that they evacuated, they relocated people to make space for whites in South Africa during the apartheid system. So, And I mean, you really think this was based on that? Yeah. Not inspired or just something shoehorned in? Well, of course, inspired. I mean, actually, that place was called District 6. So they just turned the number upside down to make it a nine. But that's, I mean, the point was that I mean, the apartheid system in South Africa was terrible. Okay, but in this movie, all the population of people in South Africa oh, don't want the prawns there either. Well, this of isn't course. a racial thing. Well, but it is. I mean, the this is the difference, I think, between a movie like The Hunt, for example, you know, where they spell it out who is against who and it's actually real groups of people so i suppose they do this like to elicit a visceral reaction from you because you immediately like you are like part of one group or the other or you're in the middle or something here they went the more subtle way they represented things that have actually happened in the history of human beings but they made it more subtle in which they chose aliens. So it's not like you are the bad guy or the other guy is the bad guy. You as a human race, you are banded together against this other. But really, it's... it's but the I think it's a bad analogy, personally. Because this is a science fiction movie, first and foremost. Well, yeah, but they cannot make things exactly the way they were. What do you mean? There's documentaries. I'm sure there okay, is one that. Okay, a documentary is different. We, we just different. seen Braveheart and movies that portray things that happened in history. I mean, we got Gone with the Wind, yes, these type movies. Yes, but here you have very radical things and things that have happened throughout the human history. Of course, like, for example, that part that you were talking about, about the doctors doing things, I don't know if anything like that happened in South Africa at some point, but we know for a fact that it has happened in other parts of history. So, I mean... But there's so many movies that do that, and to equate that with something that did happen in history 80 years ago 
to say, well, this makes me think of this. Okay, fine, that does. But it's almost like they're trying to recreate something while having jokes. This movie has jokes in it. (laughs) I thought it was goofy at the very beginning because of what happens and what they look like and some of the CGI. Oh, my God, the CGI scenes of body dismemberments are terrible in this movie and now we're coming from horror where we've seen the whole gamut well this <laughs> yeah. is one of the worst <laughs> and, i wouldn't go that far oh okay. yes phantom come on when those freaking lasers are demolishing bodies everything is cgi in this movie everything the ships are CGI, the UFO, the helicopters, everything. Yeah, the only things that are not CGI are like at some points they show you the the bodies of these uh, alien race that are being either dissected or they are dead or something like that. Those were actually practical, but everything else was CGI. Yes, and I just command anybody out there... <laughs> To tell me what you would do if you're running a country or something. And this is international, too. I mean, that's why when they used aliens, if they did want to elicit empathy and sadness and recreate a bad period in history, I don't think this was a good way to do it, personally. Because there's no equating an alien race with a human being, in my opinion. Many people might think it was clever, smart, ooh, a new take. I will say this before we wrap up this review. I was not out of this movie, even though the CGI really blew me away how bad it was. I was interested in this movie. I'm not a found footage guy at all. There was a lot of shaky cam, especially in the first 30 minutes. And then it goes back to this in and out, especially when the guy's going door to door until he turns and mutates. Then it goes a little bit more filmic for about a half hour, and then it goes back. And there's a big battle scene here with the military, which was good. But it was very unique. I got to give it that. It was ingenious to do something like this. I don't think I've ever seen a movie like this. So it was fascinating, and I didn't think these insect things were that gross, really. Like, I wasn't, you know I hate bugs and insect things, Mm -hmm. and they were like big buggy things. But, like, (laughs) I get the appeal, like everybody in the movie says they're, you know, gross looking, and they eat. They got these five little things that come down over their mouth and move with them i don't know what you yeah like little tentacles or something yeah i thought that was cool looking like i wasn't like ooh, this thing is so dirty or something but they were made to be dirty looking and stuff like that yeah but i thought the look of the creatures yeah they are they they were made like to to get that reaction from you in which you go like ew they look like bugs so yeah i mean it's it's completely it's to make you feel like they are just gross and dirty and, and everything. But that's, I think, the magic of this movie, I think, is that it's what I said before, that the most emotional character in this movie is one of the bugs, actually. And it's amazing how they can 
you don't even understand what they're saying. I mean, you are reading the subtitles, but you are not, it's not like you hear it and you understand it, but it's just the, the, I suppose this was done via motion capture. I mean, it had to be, you know, but the, the, the way he moved his body, the, his relationship with his son was actually very endearing. It's like at the end, everyone, I mean, the, I suppose, I don't know if this is the message, but the point is at the end, everyone is people. Like everybody looks different, sure, whatever, but in, at the core, people are people. Yeah, I think there was a disconnect here because I really felt like they were trying to really hammer it how impoverished these aliens were and how bad we are as humans for putting them in this situation. And there, to me, there was a disconnect there because it could really be a sad movie. The music, I really like this African-style music, this chanting-like, somber music. I really liked it. And if I didn't have that disconnect, it really would have affected me personally. But it missed something. And it has to go with the acting, the look, the CGI to me. I am going to end up giving this a six. I'm glad I seen it, Jordan. Thank you. I never seen this. It was very unique. I was tuned in the whole movie. Very interested to see how this was going to end up. Just that found footage documentary style for a movie really hurts a film for me. That and the CGI is really bad. Me coming from horror and sci-fi, my two favorite genres, it just doesn't compare to the blockbuster and masterpieces there is out there. I will say, Rental, I think you out there should give this movie a chance. You might hate it. You might love it. I'm giving more of this rating for the technical side of certain things and the music and the landscapes and just the story. You know it matters to me, Phantom, a lot. The story. And I like the race coming down. I didn't like the, the subject matter. I think it was a disconnect for me. But there you go. Six and rental. I really like this movie. I think it is... Uh, actually, I read that this guy, Neil Blomkamp, before doing this, he only did video games. And they offered him the like to do a movie. I think Peter Jackson offered him to do whatever he wanted. And he chose this. And I think it was a very clever thing to do. <laughs> I mean, because it may seem ham-fisted, but it's really not. It's a very subtle way. And and it's just, you know, it's not that, oh, humans are bad or aliens are good. No, I mean, there are good people. I still say that's the statement people. that this movie's trying to make, personally. And the truth of the matter is that there are many, many good people in this world. Many. But unfortunately, there are also very many really bad people and unfortunately those are normally the loudest but so unfortunately stop. for this movie this is exactly what would happen during a alien race landing they would be encamped to a certain location 
Now, whether they're in poverty or whatever, we learn to get along. I mean, this is so far out there that, you know, you got to look at this movie different, even though the statement. Go on, Phantom. Eight and bye. All right, 4K disc. This is another Sony release. They're pumping out a lot of them. What do you think of the video? I liked it. I thought it was really good. There were many parts in which you could see pretty much like not no grain. But I mean, here you have a lot of footage that looks like could be from the 80s or something that that is completely intentional. And it looks very realistic, like very realistic. Like when you see that kind of footage, you cannot really tell what is real, who is real and who is not. So that was very good. And there are other parts that that look extremely lifelike, like a lot of close-ups in which you can see every little thing. The makeup on this guy's body is incredible. Because all of that, at least I think it looked practical and it looked very good. And yeah, I mean, it, it was extremely lifelike in all those really? yeah, close-ups and everything. Totally an average video. For one, you get a good 20 minutes of news footage that's blurry. And like the Phantom said, it looks like it's dated. So when they're running through stuff, it's blurry and it's got lines going through it. Like you're watching something on an antenna. Several scenes like that. Do you feel that this is the same reason why you didn't like the the beautiful day in the neighborhood? No. No, that's completely different. Oh, okay. The real footage with the CGI, to me, is the minimum a 4K disc should provide. It was clear... I'm not even going to use the word vibrant in this one, but it was clear and detailed. No use of HDR here. I mean, no, there was really. fire scenes that was digital. It looked nothing special. But <laughs> I should send this movie to the one guy because, in my opinion, and I'm almost sure of it, there's nothing over 200 lumens on the brightness scale that grants the HDR label. There's just nothing contrasty here. And there's a lot of darker scenes when they're down in this basement below the cabin. Mm -hmm. You can make out everything. It's detailed, but there's no big contrast ratio in here. There's no popping. There's no really bright colors that goes, ooh. This is a purely average disc at best to me. There are scenes, though, especially when the little guy, the, the little kid, is like managing the the spaceship and everything like you can see holograms and everything and they look very they nice they weren't popping though no they were not yeah they were clear and blue. they were nice i mean they look good everything i mean it was in this cyan movie, color yes yeah in this movie everything that is supposed to look high definition looks high definition but you are completely right nothing pops plus the colors of this movie like the color palette in of, of this movie is very neutral like a lot of grays and blacks and browns and, and everything. even this UFO that they go back to another reused footage many times where it's just hovering there and it looks like there's smoke around it. Yeah, I mean... So the ship, you never get a nice detailed look because it's always hazy. Yeah, it's... I mean, of course, it helps 
you know, because it's CGI. But I mean, the idea that it's just hovering around in a city that is clearly very polluted. So yeah, you never ever see a clear look at the at the ship. It's except at some point towards the end of the movie when you know, like something is being lifted, and I did like how that looked with the rocks and everything. And there's a couple scenes in this when one of the prawns has blood on his face because he just got beat up and it was so digital like just a big splotch of pink red on his forehead you know no little gaps because 4k you can see every little detail and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and it's just like what you would do on photoshop or something if you go highlight a certain part it was just not done well yeah i will agree that i mean at some point you would see what you uh, describe right now but then they showed it from a different angle and you could see like blood in like a scale and then in a gap right. and then another one. It's like it was very inconsistent. But that's not the 4K disc fault. That that's, is goes the, to makeup, the makeup, the special effects and all that. But yes. it highlights more problems. Mm-hmm. So let's round this off with the audio. Very good audio. Yes. I Like I said, I really like the music in this. Like... What they were going for, it was the right music. I did enjoy Mm -hmm. the music. There's some action scene music good, the empathetic music, the sadness music that I'm going to play in the outro. I Mm -hmm. really like. Very good. Again, nothing out of the norm. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It suits the film. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's there. It ain't going to sound much different on the Blu-ray. So what special features do we have on that disc? All right. On the 4K, there is one. It says Comic-Con Extravaganza. And you have a theatrical trailer or theatrical trailers. On the Blu-ray, we have deleted scenes, director's commentary, The Alien Agenda, a filmmaker's log, three-part documentary, Metamorphosis, the transformation of Vicus, innovation, acting and improvisation, conception and design, creating the world of District 9, alien generation, visual effects, Joburg from above, interactive map of satellite and schematics of the world of District 9. All right, Lady Phantom, what is your grade? C+. I think it is average. A little better than average because there are many scenes that I really like the way they look. Now, I am going to say it's not necessarily worth it to to get the 4K because I think if you watch the Blu-ray, the CGI will look less fake. So I would say just watch the Blu-ray and own it. I think it's a a movie you should own, but in Blu-ray. So you're saying unworthy. Yes. Okay, this is perfectly average disc for me. For me, because of the type of film it was, and they muted it down, and because of the found footage, and the CGI all woven in together, I am going to go with C-. minus. So that will give our overall average a C, which is right where I think it is. However, (laughs) I am... Funnily enough, going to say this is worthy if this is your style film for one reason, one reason alone, and this might change. 
This is on a Black Friday special. We got it on it. So get to your store if this is your style movie. If you like what we said, it's $9.99. I think the Blu-ray is even more than that. So you cannot beat that for a 4K disc. It doesn't get much lower than that. Yeah, that We've is got true. one that was lower than that, and that was on a blowout at some random place. Great price for a 4K disc. So for that reason, why not? Don't buy the Blu-ray if you're going to spend 10, 15 bucks. Get the best because you get the Blu-ray in it. So you got both versions. So I will say this one is barely worthy. All right, Jordan. So there you have it. Your first one's down. Remember, sir, we will be doing your second request because he said an or. He wanted one of his movies reviewed and... We're going to got a little treat coming up down the road here for you, but we will be covering his second request. Yeah, you too. know us. Like, we see a name of the movie in a request and we are compelled. <laughs> yes. So, Jordan, last thing I'll say, man, I don't see the masterpiece. I get you really like it. I mean, everybody has their things they love and not. Do you even see how somebody could call this a masterpiece? Yes. You do and I think it? it is completely. Uh, justified that it got well, an, an Oscar nomination for but Best Picture. If somebody thinks it's a masterpiece, that's fine. So I'm not refuting him. I'm just saying it's really out there, and I think there's a lot of criticisms that can be made. Everybody agrees Godfather's a masterpiece. Some of these things, because there's not really good arguments the other way. This movie, there's a lot of arguments can be made. I think I made a lot of arguments. And I think you're with me, even though you're coming from a different stance. You don't think this is a masterpiece personally, do you? Not personally, but I think it is. It's just that it goes way deeper than just the CGI. So Yeah, see, and that, that's my problem. If it was real people or better effects i think yeah that would elevate it and that lead guy i don't care what anybody says i didn't buy this guy in most of the situations and it shows that he's a first timer to me yeah i think you know what you yes yes although at some points in the movie i did enjoy his acting a little bit more but i think this is a very good example of And it's not the only example, but it's a very good example of a movie in which you can say just because you can use CGI doesn't mean you should. That'll wrap it up. I am Bill Shetty, that woman next to me is Lady Phantom. You've been listening to Movies in 4K.